there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we talk about three or four interesting tech topics in the news, give you a fun library fact, and send you on your way in about 20 minutes. If there's ever a story you want to see us cover on here, creationstation at broward.org comes right to me. Today, I have Miss Kathy from up at Century Plaza. How are you doing today, Kathy? I'm fine, thank you. It's a beautiful day in Deerfield Beach. Yes, it is pretty awesome out there right now. And for anybody who's uh, still worried about Florida, we're down here on the southeast side. Down here, Broward County did not get affected last week by the storm, so we've done pretty well. We're hoping to. We've been watching all the repairs going on in the west coast of Florida. So, but yeah, the weather has been pretty nice out there for us on this side. It's. I'm a little suspicious that it's. It feels like a little chill in the air to me this morning when I walked out and I'm like, mm, uh, no. uh, of course down here, a chill is 80 and not 85. So <laughs> yeah, we will get to our stories here. We've got some interesting ones and this first one I'm kind of puzzled about. So this is be real. And before I tell you, we get into exactly what be real is. This is an app that came out back in 2019. <laughs> so it's been around for a while. And for some reason, everyone from Fox to NPR to APM to all sorts of different people have done stories on it this week. So I haven't figured out why it all of a sudden resurfaced in the imagination. But how this app works is it's called be real because it is supposed to capture real moments. So unlike Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, et cetera, all your other apps that a lot of people are using where you get the perfect picture and you frame everything just right, Be Real gives you a notification on your phone. Open now. You've got two minutes to take a photo, and it takes both the front and back cameras at the same time, and then you're done. If you miss too many of the, of the notifications, you just don't get to take your picture. And they're random, so you only get one per day. What do you think about this, Kathy? Would you be sharing your just instantaneously stuff like that? No, it wouldn't bother me because I have nothing to hide. I thought it was very funny this weekend. The Saturday Night Live kicked it off with season 48, and they had a humor skit with Be Real. And the scenario Maybe was they it. were fake robbers. <laughs> and they had to do be real uh, uh, photographs in the middle of the fake heist. Wow. Very funny. See, how did they get, they, they have a great marketing team or something to get them into the zeitgeist like this two years in, three years in. That is. So here's the idea is in your regular life though, I mean, you're, you're at work, you're at home, whatever. Just taking and snapping the picture, I wonder, do you think that that's going to help people become less addicted to the perfect snapshot, the perfect Instagram feed? No, not at all. I've been, I was looking on the internet about Be Real because I had never heard of it before Saturday Night Live. And it was saying that you can still get around the system and somehow put some fake shots up so you're not really being as authentic as they say. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, but I, I think the concept is nice. It's like they're taking parts of social media that people maybe didn't like and trying to build an app around something that they did like. Yeah. And I think the be authentic, it's almost like they're trying to tap into like uh like reality TV. We're all kind of glued to that. So there's kind of that appeal, I think. Yeah, and I think that part of this idea too is gonna to be, you know, the reason there's influencers as a job now, apparently, um, that used that that are grown through WeChat or through Instagram is because they're selling something. They've got some product that they're selling for someone. That's why they're an influencer. They've got followers. They show off something. Those followers go buy that product. This might show that they're not really using those products. Or how fast of a scramble do you have to do to like redo your bathroom counter to show just the right products? <laughs> or they're always going to have to be performing and always on all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I need that. Hmm. I need that in my life. I, I don't need to be on all the time. I'm just going to be myself, which I, in theory, is the idea of the app I get. But, oh, how do you follow someone on here just because they're more real than other people? And then what do you do to become more real? See, it's just this vicious cycle. This sounds just post what you want to post and just ignore who follows you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a better thing. Speaking of following though, the FCC um, just have a way of cracking this whole robocall thing. And it's not maybe the way you thought it was. Um, I know all of us, how many robocalls do you get? How many spam calls do you get on your phone a day, Kathy? Uh, maybe two. You are so lucky. You are so lucky. <laughs> I end up with so many more. I think it's because my number got out there on some kind of service or something. And it's just like, I get bombarded. It seems some days it's just 10, 12 in a day. Um, but there, one of the ways that everybody's been complaining is if the carriers know they're, they're passing along these fraudulent calls, why do they do it? Why don't they just stop? And the reason is, is because one, the fines for doing something bad don't really matter. When you're making billions of dollars and it's a $10,000 fine, who cares? And also you get paid to take the call and you have to pay AT&T or Verizon or whoever, you have to pay them to get onto the network to give the call. To, to send out those calls, even if they're insanely cheap to send out 10,000, 20,000 things. That's why spam works is because it costs so little to send it out that all you need is a, you know, a hundredth of a percent of them to respond back to you and you've made your money back. So what happens with this though, is the FCC is just gonna take phone carriers offline and just not let them use phone networks anymore. You as a company would just be told, no, you're not allowed to. There's seven of them. They're, they're all smaller ones. In fact, I bet no one here has heard of these before. Um, Acabis, Cloud4, Global UC, Horizon Technology, Morse Communications, Sharon Telephone, Southwest Arkansas Telecommunications and Telecommunications and Technology. But apparently just those seven are responsible for a huge chunk of what the spam is going out there for. 
And if they don't stop letting the spam happen, the FCC is saying they're just going to take them right offline. And just you're not going to be allowed to be a phone company anymore. How do you feel about that one, Kath? I'm feeling grateful that I belong to one of those uh, networks that have already complied. AT&T has complied, and I saw that T-Mobile has complied, and there was a third one, but I can't remember what it was, yeah. but it was a major carrier. And I wonder, I mean, would, I think part of this problem is this is a really heavy hammer to come down on someone, and I like the idea that they're going to, you know, put teeth behind the regulations and really make someone, you know, held accountable. But I also wonder, I mean, just pulling their licenses, I wonder what the process is for that. Because that whole idea of overreach by government or, you know, well, it's okay if our side does it, but we don't want the other side to do it. I can easily see you know, certain administrations saying, no, you're going to stop that or we're going to pull your license, you know, if this becomes a natural thing. So I'm, I'm always kind of curious on that, you know, be careful of the bringing out a power that you don't want to be uh, used against you. I'm Switzerland. I have no political views on this. Because <laughs> you're talking yeah. big government or little government. Um, yeah. Can you legislate social responsibility and get them all those kind of discuss discussions? Yeah, and I, I, I think you're right. I think that part of it is, you know, as a company, what is your social responsibility for? Because is it that you have to, you should be regulating what the people are doing on your network? Or should you just be an open carrier and anyone can pass anything along on it? Um. It's kind of an interesting back and forth on that or those sorts of things. So, yeah, I, let's hope it just reduces spam and they don't have to actually pull the plug on any of these companies, huh? Maybe. That would be a nice thing. Um, and our last story today is we all – this – I found this article because it was spurred by a different article. Uh, I think Reuters put it out about uh, a survey of the American public saying that a majority of people believe that um, there is a healthcare problem, a mental health problem in the United States. And this story kind of got caught up in the referral process afterwards. We all should be doing better with our mental health. I, I really do think I'm, I'm one of those people who it, 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 I kind of feel slightly strange calling it mental health because it's just health care and it's just all should be wrapped up into one thing. But we don't have enough mental health professionals to take care of, you know, professional psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, etc. So to try and make up for that is running these chatbots. And unfortunately, these are not chatbots where you're typing away to some other therapist, like doing a virtual office. This is using AI to create just a semi-autonomous bot that will just respond back to you with thoughts and ideas. Have you ever tried one of those chatbots before, Kathy? No, I have not. Are you sure? Have uh, you ever I been on a website and like typed in? 
Alexa and saying, Alexa, tell me a joke. Yeah. No. So have you been to a, if you've been on a, on a website and they've got the little help, you know, type here to, for a customer service representative to get help. Oh, yes, I have with mixed results. Yeah. The mixed results is exactly where I'm going with this because what you were using is a chat bot. It's 90% of the time. Those are AI chatbots that are governed by some kind of algorithm that are just giving you feedback and answers. And I know the common thing, oh, there's just some, you know, group of people off in India or, you know, some call center, wherever. Most of those call centers, a lot of that has been replaced by just automated AI chatbots because they can handle the same logic trees just as fast. And then you get passed on to a real person if need be. Unfortunately, it looks like a lot of these places aren't doing that. They're just doing well, first, you tell me your your impressions on this one, Kathy, because I think this is well, as I read through the article i I had some concerns because it it looks like it's a very new technology. It's evolving. It could be a lot better, but it's a starting point. Uh, it was saying that uh, someone had tried the bot and said, "I'm being uh, you know, molested and it said, oh, well, that's very nice that you're being close with your parent, you know, and yeah. that was a very bad thing to say. Uh, and my other thought was, if you are feeling um, need for mental care and you're feeling suicidal, stop what you're doing, stop watching this and call 988 for your suicide prevention. 100% uh, thanks. By a bot. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think that that's part of the issue is some of these are very new. Even, I mean, 2016 in computer years, that's forever, um, is when a couple of these have gotten started. WISA, um, which is the emotionally intelligent AI chatbot, uh, it's up to over 3 million people using it now. Uh, and it's got FDA approval for depression, anxiety, and chronic musculoskeletal pain. So that the idea is that you could interact with this chatbot and then with that feedback from it, be able to either handle your depression, handle your anxiety, understand what your real level of pain is comparatively to a normalized scale, and then be able to help you get any additional help you need. Um, one of the things they mentioned in the story, this gives you the ability to interact on the moment. Like you just said, you're feeling anxiety right now. You could just grab the chatbot and start typing away and go with it. You don't have to wait for an appointment. You don't have to call anybody. You don't have to wait and try and get in next week or whatever. If you're that lucky, you can just do it live right now and have it interact. It's figuring out what those trade-offs are. You... I think if someone's I can see the thought going across problems. your face, Kathy, tell us. <laughs> yeah, if they're having serious problems, they really need proper intervention and not a bot at this point. If it's, you know, something not as serious, maybe it would work. I think that that's where in theory, this is going to get better and better. That's how AI works. You build up a data set and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better quicker than a human could. So it's not like it's going to take an AI 
four years to train it to learn how to do that. It, you can train it up really quick, sometimes weeks to hours. They all do say, oh, we're not a crisis intervention. We're not an emergency service. We're not a replacement. But... No. I thought it was an interesting... It's an interesting thing that I don't think enough people are talking about because we all we were all talking about how we need more healthcare professionals. We need more people in the field and doing these things. And that's four to eight years out, even if we convinced a whole bunch of people to do it right now. And we need people now. So link together solutions. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we do. I think the human connection is still very important, though, because I think, you know, what they were, what I've seen a lot is, is that uh, people that use the tech, use technology more, are more depressed. So, is this a step forward or a step back? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Yet. And I think too that relates, and again, this relates back to our, our first story on the be real thing. It's, are you interacting and doing something? in a real way, or are you trying to perform and be someone and not living up to that standard is that's what's causing, causing some of the depression, et cetera. It's, yes, I've seen that too. There, there was reports that, well, you're looking at the social media and you're looking at the ideal points of people's lives. And of course, when you see that ideal and can't live up to that, you compare your life and you say, well, my life isn't so good. Um, so. Be real, I guess, tries to normalize that. Yeah. I think that's, again, is what it was so appealing about reality TV or even things is when you see like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, you see uh, the contrast between their glamorous life and then see what their life really was like. And that was kind of interesting and mesmerizing for some people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't do much TV, but yeah, I get your point. I, I heard a lot of, I've heard other people talk about that same idea too. Thank you. But you brought us a really not enough people know about. And even I screwed it up because I was just instinctively typing. So what is this? It's not even new. Tell us about it. Tell us what's going on with it. Oh, I am so excited about it. Uh, can you walk people how to access this? Yep. Um, so right here on the main screen where you go to movies and music and you click there mm -hmm. and come right down to access video. Mm -hmm. It says movies and documentaries and you click on access video. It's a new service that we're providing here at the Broward County Library and it is awesome. Uh, here. You could see what connected me right away was uh, here's Discover Ken Burns. That's exciting. I love his videos. And then I said, well, I see a few here. Is that it? Just, you know, eight. And then in the search bar, I put in Ken Burns and his whole library came up. I said, wow, that's pretty cool. Here's home reno, reno shows. That's just yeah. awesome. Oh, there's Dad. Yeah, no, I just want to show out Ken Burns did 348 episodes on here. So this is not some limited thing that the library is doing for you or whatever. And again, HBO, you don't have to go pay for it. We'll do that for you. HBO documentaries, yes. Oh, fake famous there. 
Interesting. Man, Kathy, you did great on tying all these stories today. <laughs> and all of this is all for free from your library. Uh, all you need is a regular digital library card. You don't. You can. You can get your own library card for free on our website and start using this service today. Yeah, so uh, what's also what I noticed is that it says that it comes with public performance rights. So if you know what that means, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty amazing. Yeah, l let, me, let me clear that up for anybody who's out there who doesn't understand that. Public performance arts, if you have a video, if you have something that you want to share and show to other people, technically you can't unless that video falls under public performance rights and you are granted those rights. When you come into a library or you come into any other city function and types and places like that where they're showing you a movie, that means they have purchased those rights to be able to show that to other people. In, in a type of setting. And you're right, Kathy, that's a great benefit to this. Because if you're mm -hmm. a school teacher, if you're a homeschooler, if you're doing anything and you need to show this to multiple people that aren't necessarily in your household, you have the full legal right to do that with this service. Recreation department, exactly. Yeah. You need public performance of rights to show it to uh, the audience. Uh, can you quickly bring up that screen again? Sure, 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 sure. Okay, and then if you go over to um, the menu for access um, on demand at the very top to the left and click on those. Um, yeah, click on the hamburger menu and you can uh -huh. see all and then the I subjects. And I want to show off the featured uh, producer. So you have ABC News, Biography Channel, there's HBO. When I was looking, I saw BBC. Go ahead, click on view all, please. Uh, they have BBC. I think we're running a little A and E. Uh, if you scroll down, National Geographic, Frontline, that's PBS, Nova. I mean, this all TED, the TED Talks, just, yeah. Rick Steves Europe. This is just excellent stuff on here, and I was just amazed at, and proud that our library system yeah, is off. Awesome. That we can do this all for our customers for free. Exactly. That's what we do. Give you all this information. You create and build what you want to build out of it. Thank you for being here, Kathy. That was a really, see, we flew through another whole 20 minutes. Wow. Um, we did. Thank you. What's going on up there at Century Plaza for you guys? Oh, we have stuff going on all the time. We're celebrating Hispanic Heritage uh, Week with our take and makes. We have paper flowers this week. Um, we're celebrating something all the time. Uh, one Saturday, you'll have to look up online, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, we're doing um, we're celebrating the Festival of Lights, uh, India's nice. Festival of Lights called Diwali, and we're going to be making those, and we're going to be painting these little pots. They're called Diyas. Yeah. They're, they um, nice. are like oil lamps, and mm -hmm. we're going to give everybody one of these cool little lights to put inside it. I don't know A little LED tea light mm -hmm. to be safe. And that is awesome. So they can paint those, and they're going to make Rangoli. I mean, it's going to be fabulous. It's all free you gotta get up for the families. You know, yeah, come yeah. see us. And then in December, we're going to have our Lego build challenges. Uh, please look up on our events calendars. That's, it, um, everybody, everybody again. who's watching this should know Broward.org slash library slash events. And you're going to find all of this stuff right there for you. Times and dates. If you need a reservation, you can make a reservation right there for it. Uh, let me throw up our final slide. Thank you again. 
again, Ms. Kathy, for being with us today. If you have a favorite librarian or library you want to see featured on the show, let me know. Creationstation at Broward.org. Thank you very much. We'll stay safe, everybody.